Hey everybody, welcome to Trashy Divorces. It's Wednesday, Trashy Breakups Edition. Woo! I'm Alicia. My name's Stacy. I have a story for you today. You do. You're bringing us an often requested Trashy Breakups. Yeah, I think this is rightly a source of some fascination. People together for a very long time, and then they don't really explain why they break up. I mean, so you wonder. This is Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins. Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins were, for more than two decades, Hollywood's most famous not-married couple. That's the truth. I guess Oprah and Stedman also up there. But anyway, they met in 1988 on the set of Bull Durham. And in real time, their 12-year age difference was a topic of serious media interest. Yeah, wasn't that odd? Like 12 years, like really? Well, and this was strictly because it was Susan who was 12 years older. No one would have even noticed if Tim were a dozen years her senior. And fascination with the couple was certainly helped along by the fact that the 1990s were an incredibly productive and fortuitous decade for both. Susan was nominated for four Academy Awards in that span, including for her role in 1991's Thelma and Louise, and one for Best Actress for her role in 1995's Dead Man Walking, which Tim directed and co-produced and was nominated for as well for Best Director. There was also that little 1994 movie, The Shawshank Redemption. That was a great movie. (laughs) Where Tim partnered with Morgan Freeman, and this is just a ridiculously watchable movie. It's on everyone's favorites list, right? All right. So they were an A-list power couple who stubbornly refused to wed. And then in 2009, having raised three kids together, they suddenly broke up. And they've been pretty tight-lipped about the details ever since. But we are more than a decade on now, and thanks to the very public careers they both lead, we know a little bit more. And there's even a fun twist at the end of this story. No, I do love a fun twist. Ah, let's meet our players. Susan Sarandon was born Susan Tomlin in Queens, New York, on October 4th, 1946. Baby boom, baby. The pioneering daughter of what would become nine children. Wow. Mm -hmm. Dad came home from the war and they got busy. (laughs) (laughs) When she was quite young, the family understandably decamped for the roomier environs of New Jersey, where the giant clan presumably reveled in their Catholicism in the staid world of America's 1950s suburbia. Side note, I've only seen a few episodes of Mad Men because the depiction of the lives of the female characters makes me feel intensely claustrophobic, so... That's all I have to say about that. Got it. In high school, she got into performance. First, by joining a group of musicians and dancers who would put on shows for children at the local polio hospital. Wow. Different times. (laughs) Everything old is new again. Yeah. Good times. Later, she starred in some high school productions, and she went on to major in drama at Catholic University of America. Interesting. In Washington, D.C. That's where my grandmother went to college. Is it really? Mm Mm-hmm. This is also where she met her first husband, a graduate acting student named Chris Sarandon. Chris is a little bit older, having been born July 24th, 1942. They married in 1967 when she was 20, although that was not really her first choice. Like, getting married was not really her first choice. They had been dating since she was 17, and eventually, as things do, they kicked up a notch. They were worried that if the school figured out they were doing it, that they were going to get kicked out. Catholics, am I right? You got to get married. So they yeah, agreed to marry. Well, they 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 agreed to reevaluate their relationship annually and got married. Okay. That was that was the term that 
they worked out. In 1968, both graduated from their programs. They moved to New York City and got started on their acting careers, both of which worked out really well. Chris is probably best known for playing Prince Humperdinck in one of the best films ever. The Humperdinck, Princess, Humperdinck, Humperdinck. The yeah. Prince's Bride. He was great in that role, too. Uh, he also played Jack Skellington in Trashy Divorces alum Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. I did not realize that. Interesting. At the 1979 marital reevaluation talk. Oh, no. I, I don't know. They apparently decided it was no longer for them. So they divorced with no kids between them. And life went on. I I don't know if it was particularly fractious or if it was pretty easy. I, I don't know. I don't have that information. Okay. Chris married and divorced once more and has been with his third wife since 1994. Sometimes it takes a few tries. Yeah. Susan went on to date some high-profile figures, including director Louis Mall, singer David Bowie, and even actor Sean Penn for 10 or 15 minutes. Not really sure. Then she had kind of a longer relationship with Italian filmmaker Franco Amori, which produced her daughter in 1985. And then batter up, it was Bull Durham time. We're going to squeeze a break in here to pay some bills. And when we come back, we're going to meet Tim Robbins. See you on the flip. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disentel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Timothy Francis Robbins was born October 16th, 1958. Oh my God, so they're both Libras. Susan and Tim, they're born 12 days apart. <sighs> yes, and 12 years. 12 wow. days and 12 years. Yes. Wow, okay. In West Covina, California, but he grew up in Greenwich Village. His father was a folk musician and he was in the Highwaymen back no in the day. No way. Yeah. It's Michael Row Your Boat Ashore. Oh, is that it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was pretty over trouble water. Anyway, yes. No, that's Simon and Garfunkel. The Highwaymen is different. Okay. 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 And they're different than the Journeymen mm-hmm. that John Phillips was a part of. Okay. There's a lot of folk things lot of, happening. Yeah, it was, it was big in the day. All right. 
performance and theater were definitely imaginable career paths in the Robbins household. As a teenager, Tim was involved with a playhouse called Theater for the New City. And after two years at SUNY Plattsburgh, he transferred to the UCLA Film School, graduating with a degree in drama in 1981. And wouldn't you know it, Los Angeles is not a bad place for an aspiring actor to be. So he's I've been, heard that a yeah, time or two. Right? Weird. Mm-hmm. He spent the early 80s building a resume of television parts and then broke into film mid-decade. Uh, he was actually in Top Gun in 1986, which I yeah, he was. completely space mm-hmm. his role there. Okay. But it was the sexy baseball movie, Bull Durham, that made him a star. And as he told the website, TravelingBoy.com, it's where I met Susan and a family came out of that for me. That was pretty special. Not only did that happen, but I was also able for the first time in my life to fulfill a fantasy, which was to be a professional baseball player. It's a good film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he says it's his favorite of all the movies he's made. And like he's won Academy, well, I think he's won one Academy Award, I think for Mystic River in 03. That was a pretty jarring role. I can understand why Bull Durham might be a fave for a bunch of reasons. Anyway, they settled in Greenwich Village in 1991. They added two sons to their family alongside Susan's daughter. They both continued working, becoming celebrated and esteemed actors and filmmakers, as well as activists and donors for a variety of humanitarian and environmental and basically the whole laundry list of like lefty stuff. Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins, they got your back. <laughs> they were like perfect couple. They seem to be. Mm-hmm. And stubbornly, in the eyes of some at least, they steadfastly remained unmarried, which would come up in interviews pretty much all the time with them. In 2006, Susan told The Guardian, I think one of the reasons I haven't married Tim is that I hate that couple's assumption that once you're committed to someone, you stop treating each other as individuals. I like getting up knowing I am choosing to be with that person. There's a touching piece in In Style by writer and podcaster Gabriel Sierra about her first years in New York City in the mid-aughts, bartending at night to fund her early days of taking freelance writing gigs at sub-poverty rates. Been there. In spite of the struggles, she was in love with the city around her and with Greenwich Village in particular, where she would often see Susan and Tim out and about doing normal people stuff. She wrote, quote, To me, Sarandon and Robbins were the perfect New Yorkers. They were A-listers who casually ran errands and played sports on cracked cement with locals. Their charm was woven into Greenwich Village, and every time I saw them, I pinched myself. I wanted it to last forever. Aww. But of course, nothing does. <laughs> Gabriel Sierra and her roommate were forced to move out of their first apartment in 09, the same year that Susan and Tim ended their long love story. No specific reasons for the split were given, although in 2010, Susan signaled that maybe things had just run their course. To the Telegraph, she said, I've always liked the idea of choosing to be with somebody. I thought that if you didn't get married, you wouldn't take each other for granted as easily. I don't know if after 20-something years that was still true. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think at a certain point, even if you're not married, you're still accumulating possessions and, right, like... As a couple, you're still an entity. In 2014, Susan told AARP's magazine, it's so weird that that's a thing, that her 2009 performance in a Broadway production of Exit the King influenced her thinking at the time. Quote, you can't do a meditation on death and stay in a situation that's not authentic. It made me examine where I was in my union and in my life and to have discussions about making changes. 
More recently, she was on a podcast where she mentioned that Tim had always chafed at her close relationship with her sons, saying that he had not been especially close to his own mother, and so he really struggled with the bond that Susan has with her children. Children? I mean, you should have a bond with your children, we'd like to hope. Not, Not sure. Not sure what that amounted to. She's also noted that being in the same field, I mean, this is obvious, can be very tough. For instance, if a person approaches a celebrity couple and only asks one for an autograph, like, that can be awkward or not. The fact that she mentioned it implies that it was awkward. (laughs) Tim, meanwhile, does not really talk about their split. He says he just doesn't find that interesting. Well, Tim... The existence of this podcast suggests otherwise. (laughs) Anyway, Susan Sarandon has gone on to become, and I am not making this up, and I am not even sure I could make this up, something of a ping pong mogul. Yeah, she's setting the world on fire with her big, big balls these days. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Little balls. In 2010, while traveling in Chile, she met a guy named Jonathan Bricklin, son of a wealthy businessman, and they struck up a five-year-long romance. 31-year age difference be damned. Jonathan had a dream, possibly a tongue-in-cheek dream, of becoming an Olympic ping-pong player. And during their relationship, they opened a chain of ping-pong lounges called Spin. Mm-hmm. This is pretty widespread. There's not one in Atlanta, but they look cool. I checked out the website, like... It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I remember when it opened in New York. It was kind uh-huh. of a big deal. Yeah, and it it looks actually very fun. I, I'm a little sad there isn't one here. Anyway, she is apparently still a co-owner of a couple spins, in one in New York, one in Toronto. And Susan, of course, was asked about the large age difference between her and her boyfriend during the relationship, telling Hello Magazine, it's the soul of a person that interests me. When you're in love, the question of age, sex, color no longer hold any importance. She also revealed that they did not live together, explaining we're not an ordinary couple. I don't think any of her relationships it sounds um, that way. amount to ordinary couple <laughs> stuff. Tim, of course, stunned the entertainment world when he filed for divorce in January of 2021. This was surprising news because he had never revealed that he had gotten married. He had been linked to actress Gratiella Brancusi since about 2018, but they had never even confirmed they were dating. Right. No, it was... It was super... You're getting divorced. When did you get married? It turns out they had privately married in 2017. And when the story that he had filed for divorce broke, it kind of felt like a perfect, if ironic, capstone on this long, public, unmarried relationship with Susan somehow. It was very... I don't know... Like, he did eventually get married, but totally kept it quiet. Also worth noting that Gratiella Brancusi was born in 1989, giving the couple a 31-year age difference that no one has batted a single eyelash over while Susan Sarandon is getting quizzed about it. Wow. (laughs) Every interview. We really do have a double standard, don't we? We do. So that is the long and winding road of Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins' Two icons of the age who have always been extremely comfortable courting controversy in both their personal lives and in their public activism and film roles and movie making. We get a lot of requests, but 
sort of limited information available. Yeah, neither one of them talked too much about it. One of the, I don't remember the exact quote, but I will always remember her saying this. She was like, yeah, people come up to me on the street right. and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry about your breakup. And she's like, yeah, me too. Can we like not talk about <laughs> <Right>. this? <laughs> You're Thanks. Not as sorry as I am. Yeah, we're so sorry. We're, we're so sad about your breakup. Like, Everybody just leaves Susan so random alone. Let her play some ping pong, do her thing. Yeah, I probably should. She had this great quote about how when you're going through a breakup, like you really need your girlfriends around. You really need to go take a long walk, just get recentered. And there was some empowerment stuff that that she was sharing. But yeah, I thought I thought that was uh, good advice. Well done. <laughs> digging up stuff on a story that doesn't have a whole lot of stuff just, to yeah, dig up on. Not a ton of stuff to dig up on, but being a ping pong mogul is really, she's just moving into the fresh new chapter of life. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thanks, Stacy. No, you're welcome. And thanks, Trash Pandas, for tuning in today to the not terribly sorted details of the breakup of Susan Saran and Tim Robbins. Yeah, I mean, it could be super trashy. They just haven't told us. And I mean, they're parents of, I mean, their kids are all adults now, but it's not like they don't still see each other. They're seen yeah. out in public, you know, fairly regularly. So, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today to this Wednesday episode of Trashy Breakups. We're going to be back Sunday with two brand new trashy divorces for you. Piping hot. Piping pipe, hot. Piping fresh. Something. Straight out of the oven. <laughs> Y'all, we appreciate you more than you know. If you need more Trashy Divorces in the meantime, don't forget you can get ad-free early episodes and drops, goodness, five times a week over on patreon.com slash Trashy Divorces. We'll be back on Sunday. We will. There's always trash candy laying around here. Thanks again, y'all, for tuning in. Have an incredible rest of the week. Keep your hands clean. Uh, keep those hearts trashy. Bye, y'all. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear want to advertise with us reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information and last but not least come play with us on social media i keep most of our trashy divorces instagram hopping stacy and i share it up over on facebook including our trashy divorces podcast discussion group come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening keep it trashy y'all